breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. No, uh, no, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, <laughs> Mike and McCarty. Okay, do you like, I have to admit, instant potatoes, the bags? No. Oh, come on, if I made no. some, I, I, I like them. No, and I can't make mashed potatoes. I have a daughter-in-law who makes great mashed potatoes. Anytime I go visit, I'm like, please make mashed potatoes. I don't know how we got on the, the discussion of... What what you what, you know what we would eat and in in Louisiana we are known for eating some kind of strange strange things. If you were to list the states and the weird things eaten in states, we would be number one. I, I would think so. Yeah, I really we, would. I mean, if you think like Wyoming, whoa, whoa cows. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, or chickens. They're eating some chickens and cows up there. We're eating a nutria. We're eating some gator. Now, when you say we. <laughs> Oh, uh, Reuben. <laughs> Reuben would, Reuben would Nutria's chow, not that bad. He would chow down on some Nutria. I think so. Nutria. Yeah. Now, I've eaten gator and would mm-hmm. again, absolutely. Turtle soup? Never had turtle soup. Really? Had what turtle kind of, soup. Not bad. Not what bad. Kind of turtle. Yeah. And I hate the... Very spicy. I hate the thought of eating a turtle, though. Well, not, not because it's gross. Just, it's like, it, you know, poor turtles. One of the specialty dishes at... Commander's Palace is turtle soup, believe it or not. Right. No, um, I believe it. We eat... Now, is um, it like big loggerhead turtles that we have down here? Oh, it's not sea turtles, the, I obviously. I don't know the turtle that they use. I, I, well, I want to know what kind of turtle it is. It's a Cajun turtle. <laughs> Talk funny. It's a turtle. They <laughs> share. Uh, we eat squirrel. I'll never oh, forget. absolutely, yeah. My brothers oh, came yeah. home with their squirrel. You got to make sure you get all that shot out, though. Uh, and they were... They were sitting, they had already skinned them, and they were sitting in the sink. <laughs> they look like little rats. Yeah. And my mother that's made jambalaya. Three rats. Uh, that's what they are. We eat. I could I could eat for a year just out of my backyard if they would let me shoot them. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. We eat um, boudin. Think about that. Now, we were talking about, like, you asked me if I would eat, what was it, cow's tongue? Cow or, tongue. Or horse tongue or whatever. Yeah, would you eat any kind of animal tongue? N- n- no, and I don't, I, and again, I can't, there's no logic to it. I couldn't tell you why, just no. It just seems like, ugh. But you'll, it, you'll, but you'll eat the butt of a crawfish all day. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's no logic to it. Absolutely, I'll eat crawfish gizzards you down with gizzards rube i've had fried gizzards i mean they're fine but i mean i wouldn't pick them every time you're no. not ordering them no okay um sea urchin it's a delicacy sea urchin well see now that doesn't issue now obviously you crack them open in the, the meat inside i'm not eating that that's disgusting looking but you eat oysters Yes, well, yes. <laughs> Again, there is absolutely no logic when you say I'm not eating that. Look. There's no logic to it. And have, have you ever seen the delicacy that is the duck egg with the little, you can see the little ducky. Oh, balut? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. Yeah. No. See, no. <laughs> no. 
Did you, uh, Ruben, you, I would expect Ruben has seen more than you and yeah. only because an idiot abroad. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? Absolutely. Loved it. And I oh, can't it find show. it anymore. Carl yeah. Pilkington, British, um, kind of a partner with uh, Ricky Gervais yeah, they, and Stephen Merchant. Well, he was the producer of their radio show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how they all met. But yeah, it, they they send this kind of... And he's hilarious, not even trying to be hilarious. No, just dumb. They send this very reluctant guy to uh, different parts of the world and have him eat things that he isn't used to, and it is really great. Uh, one of my favorites was he was in China, yes, and he's he's eating a he's eating like a bag of chips, <laughs> and he looks over and his driver <laughs> is eating chicken feet, and he says something to the tune of, "Can can you tell our driver that?" He can have some normal chicken. I don't know why he's eating the feet. They have normal chicken here. Well, and then he also, it's funny you reference because that's exactly what I was going to reference. He looked around and somebody's eating scorpion on a stick. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're eating the egg that you were talking about uh, with the with the actual fetus. Uh, yeah. And he goes, and he's got a bag of like chips. Monster Munch, yeah, from and, England. And he's, but they call him crisps. And he goes, but I'm the weird one here. Right. I'm eating these, and I'm the weird one. Mm, this is <laughs> disgusting. But if you look at the stuff we eat in Louisiana. Now, see, I love boudin. Not a fan. But the thought of eating chitterlings. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, no. Yeah. They're popular in Louisiana, too, though. Well, absolutely. They're big. I, I, and I, then I, when you, you go, okay, well, you fry it. Well, no, you know what? Maybe so. <laughs> because you eat pork skins. Yes, pork absolutely. Skins? Yeah. Absolutely. I caught so a bag at the not? Highland Parade. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> wow. I used to make, when I'd go make my runs to Baton Rouge, I had somebody here in town that said, stop at Andre's and get me some of those cracklings. And I'd have to bring oh, back bags yeah. of cracklings. And if you put them in your car... You smell up your whole car. Oh, yeah. I had to put them in the trunk, For double days. bagged. <laughs> it's disgusting. Ugh. And, and and our buddy Rusty Scarborough yeah. brings those, you guys have talked about. It. Red beans and lice. Mm -hmm. Red beans and lice? Yep. Now, it's not lice like uh, on your head. It's like wax worms. Yeah. But still, I remember that scene in Shawshank Redemption where he pulls the little thing worm out of the, <laughs> Grub out that the oatmeal. That is a ripe one. <laughs> and that was a ripe one, yeah. And he made cookies with those, too, and they were delish, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, something with crickets, I don't remember what it was. Oh, the, yeah, chocolate-covered crickets one yeah, time. Yeah, the legs. you got to break the legs off. That's That's the only thing. Yeah, those legs get stuck in your teeth. Yeah. You need to floss after Rusty brings you food. Just, just no. Just no. <laughs> Rusty just texted me. Ernest has turtle soup, too. Ooh. Okay. Well, I'm not opposed to turtle soup. No, I mean, that doesn't, for some reason, that doesn't, I mean, like, not, not like tongue. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. And I know, like, buffalo tongue. I mean, I know the Indians used every part mm -hmm. of the buffalo. and It's time for you to try some waxworm cookies. Coming up at 7.40, <laughs> Rustin Mayor Tommy Walker will be joining us, giving us an update Ronnie. on... That's what I said, Ronnie Walker. <laughs> Who's it's his brother, Tommy. <laughs> he works there also. Ronnie Walker will be joining us, giving us an update on Bucky's opening just down the road. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Kia. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> David sent us a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board said, okay, 
Y'all may have had breakfast three hours ago, but the rest of us are trying to eat. Sorry, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, put, some of us did not have breakfast three hours ago. Put some chitlins on top of your Cheerios, David. You'll be all right. Oh. Okay, speaking of which, morning your morning coffee, mm-hmm. there's a national coffee chain that I'm not even going to say the name because I don't want to give them a dime. They're not getting any of my money. Mm-hmm. They opened up just right here on Pine yep. Road, another location. Um, Daddy pork, Warbucks. Pork-flavored coffee. No, they don't. They now have, they're now offering pork-flavored coffee. What? Who's buying it? It's, well, anybody, if you want to spend your money at the at that oh. Mermaid Logo coffee place. <laughs> Are they going to have crawfish-flavored coffee next? I don't know. It's, it's, what they did was, it's espresso and steamed milk mixed with a pork-flavored sauce. From Chinese food, and then they top it with more pork sauce, and then add a a thin sliver of pork as a garnish. Oh, God. I don't even think if you brought one in, we'd have to make Reuben try it. I don't think I could do it. I'm not doing it. I don't think, Reuben, could you do it? Maybe? I'm looking at it, and yes, I would definitely try it. You know me, I'll try anything. But I'm looking at it, I think it might only be available in China. Ah, okay. All right. Good. Good, good, good. They'll do the crawfish version here. Oh, that would be good. Only in China. (laughs) And hang a little crawfish off the cup. That would be kind of (laughs) cute. Oh, yuck. Yeah, it's just... No, it's not even bacon, though. It's it's pork. It's a different... It's it's not not even bacon. I was envisioning bacon. Right. No, it's not even bacon. It's more pork... I mean, well, that's what bacon is, but Mm. they say it's not bacon. Gosh, I haven't had bacon in so long. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. I try to steer clear. Well, you know what? I can't think of the last time I had bacon. I saw a bacon recipe, though, the other day that you you bake it in the oven with brown sugar on top of it and butter. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Candy bacon. Candy and it came out and it looked so shiny and it had these like sugar crystals on it. I thought, oh my god! And all gosh. these things that we were talking about earlier, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, wrap a little bacon around it. I may be good to go. Okay, some beef tongue wrapped in bacon. I don't know, maybe so. <laughs> I, that may that may. Kelly from Houghton said, "What about mountain oysters?" Oh uh, boy. Uh. AK, and then Sarah Kay said, a.k.a. lamb fries at my mama's house in Oklahoma. Oh, oh. <laughs> and it's loggerhead turtles. It is loggerhead, so I was correct. We have listeners who know every... And blood sausage? Who eats that? Do people really eat that? Uh, I, I've seen it before, but that's one I've never tried. Uh-uh. No. Now, I go back to... I've said there's no logic in saying, I won't eat that. I won't eat it. There's no logic because if you eat chicken, dead gummit, you should, you, you eat anything. Have you seen how nasty chickens are? Oh, yeah. It's these. Really? Yeah. It's gross. It's, if you watch those shows, those documentaries about how we're raising our chickens these days to just make them. Chick- just chickens in the, ch- in the hen mm-hmm. house. They're nasty. I was watching the show about all the steroids they're using on the chickens, 
And I'm telling you, I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not a well-endowed woman, but I'm okay. Those chicken boobs were bigger than mine. <laughs> the chicken breasts were monstrosities. They say they they inject them like that. They right. want them to have big, the bigger the well, breasts, sure, the course. more money they can get for them. Of course. Them. Absolutely. And, Just and like at the Hustler Club. And the little chickens were walking around on their little tiny legs. They could barely walk because they've blown them up so big. Right. Right. With all the steroids, that they were hurting their legs, and they were having to hobble around like on nubs. When I was little, I developed such a love for fried chicken. My grandmother fried chicken. <gasps> mm-hmm. Just shut your mouth. <sighs> Mine will beat that. I yeah. promise you, but I ain't doing it. <laughs> too much work. It's a pretty high bar, but <laughs> too uh, much work. I'll try. Sugar frosted flakes is the secret in your fried chicken recipe. Half flour, half sugar frosted flakes, and buttermilk. Ooh, that chicken is good. Yeah. Now, I, I'll take buttermilk as an ingredient all day long, mm -hmm. but just pouring a glass. Oh, my father used to drink buttermilk I and don't know dip that his I, cornbread in it. Yeah, uh, I've heard, but I don't know. I've, I'm, but now tastes change over the years. Yeah, the, they the do. The beets. Like like at Piccadilly, those mm -hmm. little those little things of beets. Yeah, I used to like beets. No, I love right. them. Love them. Not a not a beet fan. Not a beet fan. Mm. <laughs> Friend of mine caught the Hustler Club reference. By the way, <laughs> you're welcome, Thomas. Coming up at seven forty, Rustin Mayor Ronnie Walker joining us. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM, seven ten keel dot com. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Tommy Walker's brother, Ronnie Walker, the mayor of... <laughs> I say that in jest. I don't know if he has a brother. Uh, he'll be joining us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline coming up just after the break, giving us a Bucky's update. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel app. Back with more McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, Rustin Mayor Ronnie Walker joining us. Ronnie, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, we're doing well. How are you doing? Is excitement building? What's absolutely? It's what, uh, what's the progress? Of, of great things are happening over this way. I can promise you that. What's the progress on uh, we? You know, we know we have a new DOTD director. Is that uh, is that helping your your progress toward getting uh, the new Bucky's going? Uh, I know you have to build an entirely new off ramp, don't we? And 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 uh, road to lead to the location. Now we don't have to build a new off ramp. We built a new uh, uh, interchange there about four years ago. So the interchange itself is fine, but all the frontage road and all the service roads. Uh, around, in and around Bucky's will have to be built. One from Harbutton to uh, Gramlin's exit, which is about two and a half miles. So a lot of work to be done. And yes, the new secretary, uh, Joe Donahue, is incredible. He We met with him uh, for about an hour and a half a week ago this past Friday. Got a lot of the details worked out. And so we are, we're getting closer each day. 
work is is moving forward on the construction of the roads, correct? Well, we don't start, no, we have not started the work. So we've got engineering work taking place now. We actually can't finish that engineering work until DOTD signs off on the plan itself. Um, and, of course, Bucky's has a certain way they like to have those designed, so that's what we're working toward. I uh, feel like it's going to happen. We have got a really good uh, drawing this past week uh, from DOTD that we think will work. So once we get those plans finalized as far as what the DOTD will allow, and not just DOTD but also Federal Highway gets involved because it's altering a ramp that goes onto the interstate. So a lot of moving pieces. Um, but once that's finalized, our engineering group is already working on the plans based on what we're doing toward Gramlin. So the frontage road itself, we'll have a lot of that work already done once we get approval from uh, DOTD. But the tie-ins and all the, the pieces within that 82 acres, uh, those roads, we don't have the design yet because we don't know exactly what DOTD is going to allow. Talking with Ruston Mayor Ronnie Walker. Ronnie, when you... I don't know last time you drove like toward Dallas, but when we go by there and that Bucky's location there uh, by Forney, I'm still amazed every single time I go by there at the there's an entire city that has grown in that area in those fields with furniture stores and movie theaters and hotels. Have you been contacted from businesses now looking to buy property around that Bucky's location? What do you expect for growth there? Oh, absolutely. We started getting calls from uh, people not just around that location, but people just wanting to all of a sudden have it, uh, something in Ruston, whether it's a hotel or a restaurant or whatever. It's been amazing what's happened. Um, you know, the great thing about it is Bucky's, the land they're trying to buy is about 82 acres. They only need 30 for the travel center itself. So they knew that they were going to bring other stuff with them. And part of our incentive package to them was to uh, encourage them to do that faster. So we truly expect it to build up much like uh, the one there at Terrell. And, um, you know, we're just looking forward to the growth. It's good for not only Ruston and Lincoln Parish, but the entire North Louisiana. I mean, we'll be drawing. I'm sure people will come to work from you know, as far away as probably Minden and even Bossier City and Monroe, West Monroe, Alvarado, Jonesboro to work because they're great jobs. They pay well. They've got good benefits. And, you know, it's it's exactly what you said. Everything grows up around it. It becomes a, an economic center. It's um, unbelievable. We're talking yeah. to Ronnie Walker, the mayor of Ruston, Louisiana. Mayor, let me ask you this. Um, how soon do you anticipate Bucky's will actually start hiring. What have they told you? Is it is it the fourth quarter of this year? Is it earlier than that? Uh, no, it, we will, groundbreaking will be hopefully sometimes in 2024, and they will finish. They'll be open in 2025. So I would think in 2025. We don't know un, until we get DOTD's approval. That's that's what we're waiting on right now. Once they say go, then that triggers a lot of things happening pretty quick. Uh, I know I was talking with another city that another state, and they built it in a very, very short time, time frame. So we I was going to ask you about that. The, the one plan for the Biloxi area was not supposed to open until 2025, and now there's talk that it might actually be open this year before Thanksgiving. Uh, is there any chance the Ruston one could be pushed up too? 
Uh, no, I think we're we're pretty firm on opening in 2025 simply because we're almost to March. We still don't have the approval from DOTD, and it'll take once DOTD signs off on it, F, um, Federal Highway has to sign off on it too. So uh, the bureaucracy of government works very slowly, and we realize that. So we're sticking with, and Bucky's sticking with, uh, groundbreaking sometime in 24, opening in 25. Have you gotten any estimate on time frame from the DOTD on when they're looking at that? Uh, they're working on it. I mean, we we literally met on Friday and uh, before Mardi Gras. Of course, they were closed on Tuesday. And I think their staff worked all weekend to get us a drawing and an animation of what it would look like. Uh, totally different from what we had seen before. So, they are working really hard on it. Like I said, the new secretary is incredible. He's helping us. Uh, he realizes the economic impact this can have. And, you know, he, he even mentioned to me the fact that, you know, there's unbelievable number of calls and emails and texts we all get, you know, when it's going to open and so excited about it coming. And uh, it, it's just a phenomenal phenomenon that a lot of us haven't seen. And I had no idea it was going to be this big either, to be honest. Rustin Mayor Ronnie Walker, you mentioned a moment ago that they're looking to buy uh, some 80-something acres. They actually need 30 for their location. Has the deal not been signed? Is the land not not uh, owned by Bucky's yet? Is there something that could possibly happen to hinder this? I don't believe so. The, the land has not been purchased because Bucky's will not purchase the land until DOT to, the approval because without DOT to, DOTD approval, it can't move forward. I am 100% confident it will. The secretary told me the same thing. He said, we're not going to prevent them from uh, coming. We've just got to, to make it work within the policies that they have. And they're, like I said, working really hard. And he has been a tremendous help in just the two months he's been on board. At least 200 jobs for Rustin. I'm going to say, Mayor Ronnie Walker, um, to be quite honest with you this morning, we're we're a little bit jelly over here. Um, we, you know, what was the secret? What was the secret sauce that Rustin had to get Bucky's to come to your community? Um, you know, I, I've been asked that by so many uh, radio personalities and and others in interviews. Uh, we don't. We're not going to give our give away our game plan, but hey I will now. say that. <laughs> I do you think a lot of it had to do with geographics? Uh, oh, absolutely. I was fixing to say that one, a couple of things. One, uh, we were very persistent. We worked on it for two years before we even got talked to someone. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was how long we stayed after it. Uh, the, cha- the new J.P. Morgan Chase uh, building that's coming to Ruston, a $40 million, 50,000-square-foot building, um, we worked on that for four years. So these things take a long time. If you want them, you got to stay with it and work at it. We put together some really good uh, incentives that, that allow the city still to make sales tax, but yet gave some benefits to Bucky's. And one of the big things was the fact that we have the lowest utility. Ruston has the lowest utility rates in the entire state. So that's big when you look at how big the, the building is, how much refrigeration, how much air conditioning. Uh, plus, they have, you know, quite a few um, chargers for uh, electric cars. So we put together what we felt like was a very 
uh, good for the city and the parish, but at the same time, very good for Bucky's too. And uh, the persistency, I think, and just the willingness to 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 stay after it and uh, work to make it happen. And plus, the landowners really helped us out too because they they worked with us. Um, and I really appreciate appreciate the landowners that have stepped up, you know, to sell the property. And then they're waiting too. I mean, you know, they they. <laughs> It's not going to close until we get the final DLTD. So everybody's waiting, but we, we after our meeting uh, two weeks ago, I feel even more confident than I did, and I was uh, for sure it was going to happen. But now there's no doubt in my mind. Now, just to recap, the the location is going to be west uh, between Ruston and Grambling. Is that correct? Correct. It's inside the sea limits of Ruston to the west. It's on the brand. When I say brand new, it's about four years old. Uh, tar button interchange. It's just to the west of the Ruston Junior High School, um, and it's. I mean, the, the bridge, all of interchange is brand new. There will be some added lanes to uh, all the service roads coming into it. All the exits. Mm-hmm. Is There'll it north? A lot of, north of a uh, north or south of I twenty. North. It's on the northwest corner of okay. the interchange. Mayor, one one more thing before we let you go. I know you're busy. If I had to, if I asked you, was this a state-driven project in in you know the economic development department or a city of Ruston-driven project? Uh, was it fifty-fifty? Did you carry eighty percent of the load, or, or was it kind of both were equal? No, it's a hundred percent the city of Ruston. Wow, because it's retail. Because it's retail, you don't get any quality job money from uh, LED. I, I know that sounds crazy. That You're is. talking about jobs that pay, you know, eighteen to twenty dollars an hour plus four hundred one k with a match with paid vacation. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> health insurance also. Mm-hmm. So quali- those are quality jobs, but LED does not consider retail, and this is retail quality jobs. So this was a hundred percent. City of Ruston and NLEP, North Louisiana Economic Partnership, Justin Dixon and his group do an incredible job. They helped us. Without them, this would not have happened. Your daughter's dating somebody that owns Bucky's, right? Is that the secret? <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's married. Thank you, though. <laughs> no. I'm messing with Bucky's you. executive. I'm messing with you. It's <laughs> huge news for you. I'm excited that it's uh, moving forward. You sound so optimistic, and it's thrilling that it's going to be so close. One day when uh, we're in private, I'll share the secret sauce with you. How about that? Okay, that's a good idea. Thank you, Mayor. Appreciate (laughs) it. We'll we'll drive over and and have have a a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you, You Rusty Mayor Ronnie Walker, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710keel.com. Back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, you, you brought up a very interesting point. Because mm-hmm. and when when this was first announced about Bucky's going to Ruston, one of the discussions w- was, well, maybe Shreveport is too close to the Terrell Bucky's location. Mm-hmm. But Aaron, if you look at Bucky's locations on a map, right around the Dallas area, they've got six locations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not even realize that. I didn't realize there were six. Six locations. I know coming out of Oklahoma, there's one up there close to Dallas. Around Dallas Mm -hmm. and Fort Worth and going down toward Waxahachie. Waxahachie. 
There my, my are wife millions to say of millions of drivers, though. Okay. In okay. that whole area. But there aren't millions of drivers in Ruston, Louisiana. Well. We have more drivers coming through this area than Ruston does. I would bet. With I-49, mm-hmm. my, my point being, was Shreveport approached? Did they look at Shreveport and go, I'm not doing business with those people. I'm just I'm just asking. Mm. Well, I mean, they would have typically done like Greenwood, you know, right when you come into Louisiana. Because this was the prior administration. Mm -hmm. You would you would have done. I think a perfect location is once the inner city connectors done. I think I-49 coming into town would be a huge spot for Bucky's. But that may be too close to Ruston now. I don't think we get another one in our region. Well, but I mean, I don't you've think got more happen. east-west traffic than you do north-south traffic, though. You do for now, but ultimately when that interstate goes all the way to Kansas City. Are we going to ever connect it? <laughs> I mean, a that's, a big, nother, that's a big if. A whole nother subject. A whole nother uh-huh. subject, yeah. So we, we'll have to keep track of that, but... It's exciting to know that they're still on target for 2025, and it sounds like the the new administration of DOTD is going to kind of light a fire and get those roads moving so Bucky's can close on the land and then start moving with the design and getting that getting that baby built. It's exciting though, but I'm not driving from Shreveport to Ruston to go to Bucky's. I hate to tell the mayor that it's no, just I'm not, not. No, I'm not either. I mean, if I'm going that way, I'll stop. Obviously. But I don't think I'm going to make a special but trip. Was but there saying, are people that will. Well, no, he was saying that there were people that are going to come here to work there. Oh, you bet. From, from probably as far as way as here. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> some great messages on the message board about foods we will or won't eat coming oh. up. Mike McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Oh. Seven FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel app, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. Our old friend, Mr. Prentice Smith, joining us. Prentice, good morning. How you doing, Mike? We're doing well. Good to hear your voice again, sir. Yesterday, we had uh, Judge David Matlock on. Of course, he's a longtime juvenile court judge. He's seen a lot of things. He's uh, secretary of the DCFS now. Uh, but he made a comment yesterday talking about these generational poverty traps. And I thought that was very interesting. Uh, we seem to be just perpetuating poverty by continuing to pay people not to work, to pay people not to, uh, to seem to better themselves. What can we do better for these kids that it's not their fault, Prentice? You know... <clears throat> And hi, Aaron. Hi there. Um, listen, I, I don't. I don't think we should be paying people not to work. I mean, I've worked all my life, and most people I know have worked uh, all of their lives. And, and work is 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 what sustains us. I don't know where that comes from, but I'm not for all of that. But uh, what we have, as far as this uh, the poverty and all of that, these are systemic things that have gone on through the years, and uh, you think about the crime and 
When a person decides to shoot into someone's house and kills a baby, it's too late for that person. So, I agree. You know, I agree. This, this whole thing has to start. Uh, it's organic, and we have to start when they're young. And I don't know if we've got a lost generation right now, but it seems like a lot of these young people have no uh, uh, respect for life, no respect for themselves, no respect for others. And sadly, it's a, it's a lot of, of young men that look like me, especially right now that are acting out and doing the things that, that we, we find to be uh, just deplorable. And so at the end of the day, um, it's, it's going to have to be a holistic approach, Mike. Um, you know, it starts at home. It starts with parenting. It starts with uh, education. It starts with all of that. But we've talked about this over the years. We, we, you know, this mm-hmm. has been a conversation that we've had for years and years. And so, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I feel as though, and I made, I wrote a column this weekend, and it, and I spoke about this. You know, uh, look, when you when you do the crime, you need to do the time. You don't need to be getting it plea bargained down to a misdemeanor when you've been a, a felon. And, and a lot of this is what we see. A lot of the stuff that is going on in these neighborhoods is being done by repeat offenders, by people. But, small, but Prentice, let me, sorry for me to interrupt you, but there are, there are people that look like you that have been calling for that, calling for, you know, don't lock them up. Don't, let's find other alternatives. I, that well, I but, that boggles my here. mind because it's your neighborhoods that are getting here. terrorized. You follow me? Here. Aaron, I don't, I don't know those people because at the end of the day, most people that I know, uh, they want people to be held accountable. And so, uh, yeah, there are some folk that may be, uh, wanting to, uh, find different ways and, and, you know, locking them up and throwing away the key doesn't work. Um, but at least those that are committing crimes that are habitual, that are perpetual, we need to make it a, 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 a penalty where and, I, and this is where I agree with with with, uh, with the new governor uh, Landry. I, I just think that uh, you know we cannot continue to coddle these criminals. And look, it's the black community that that's suffering from this, and it's the black community that has to stand up and say, "Look, uh, we're tired of this. Uh, we, you know, we're going to band together. We're going to look. We're going to uh, we're going to uh, let the authorities know that what's going on. If you see something, say something." But, you know, at the end of the day, it goes all the way back to home training. Uh, it goes to fathers in the home. It goes to, yes, poverty, uh, things like that. But, you know, still, you can't just keep making excuses for this behavior. But, Prentice, we're talking to Prentice Smith. L- let me let me take another step. How do we – we have a five-, four-year-old boy in a home – where the parents are not doing right. They're, they're doing drugs. They're, you know, not taking care of that child. We don't want government in our homes, but we want to identify that five year old child and reach him before he becomes a problem later. What's the answer? Do we find more things for these kids to do? Do we find better, better education? What do we do? I, I'm, I'm at a loss. Well, I think a lot of us are at a loss, uh, Aaron, but I think it does start with early childhood education. I mean, it's been proven. And, and even here in Louisiana, and even in a Republican-led uh, House of Representatives, they have passed a new bill where that parenting and childhood, early childhood education have been put up to be foremost. So that's where we start. But, uh, you know, it, it's hard to say. Uh, it, it's not just one, one size fits all, Aaron. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, parents have to be parents. Even if you're, if you're a mother with a young child and you don't have the father in the home, you still have to figure out a way to control that child when he's young or when she's young so that they, when they grow up, uh, that they won't be acting out in certain ways. But, you know, peer pressure is a big deal with a lot of these young people. You know, they want to impress their friends. They want to do this and that. And so at the end of the day, we just have to figure out a way to catch them when they're young. We have to, we, you can't wait until they're looking you in your face and looking you in your eyes in the same height as you are. You think about, you know, these young mothers that are, uh, you know, in their 30s with 15 and 16-year-old kids. Mm. Uh, these young men are, uh, can't be handled by these young ladies. And so they end up, end up on the street dealing with somebody that they think is their friend. Next thing you know, they're involved in, in, in some kind of criminal uh, act. So uh, it's a big deal. It, it, it's hurting the black community writ large. And it hurts. And, and when it hurts the black community, it hurts the city of Shreveport. It makes it difficult for us to attract the types of businesses and the types of economic development that we want. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's a panoply of things. It's a whole bunch of stuff that we, we're going to have to deal with. Brendan Smith on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. I remember my mom tells this story. I don't remember this incident. Obviously, it happened. Uh, I must have been around 12 or 13 because I was taller than her at that point, And she told me to mow the backyard. And she said, I looked at her and said, what if I don't want to mow the backyard? Now, I can't imagine me saying that to my mother. And she says, you know, she goes, I don't know what I would have done because you were bigger than me at that time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. obviously I just said, yes, ma'am, and then turned around and went and mowed the backyard. But th- there are instances when obviously the kids don't have that respect for their, for their, you know, their mothers. There are no fathers in the home. And Prentice, I'm going to say something that's not popular. I'm going to say something that, that people don't think is an issue. We have a spiritual problem, not only in this town, but in this country. Our church, our church overall, I'm not saying a specific, but the church is failing. It's not stepping up, doing the things it needs to do. And I'm saying that as a member of a church. If the church would step up and reach out. I'm a minister's son. And so I know what you're talking about. But, you know, if you look today, uh, Mike, uh, churches have lost a lot of their membership. Uh, yes. A lot of young people don't. A lot of young people don't uh, consider themselves uh, members of churches, and it's what they see going on in the society at large. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that see Christians doing things that they just they can't believe, and then so why they they ask the question, well, why should I believe in that? Because they don't evidently they don't believe in what they're preaching. And so at the end of the day, uh, I, I agree with you. Spiritual can be a whole bunch of things. It doesn't have to be something religious. And so, you know, I, I feel as though you're right about that. It's, it's values. It's, it's morals. Uh, Which, it's again, goes back I'm to not, what you were saying, you know, a strong par- uh, parental units in the family, a father in the home, uh, you know, the parents doing their it jobs. Matters. It matters. Sure. It matters. And I can tell you right now, when you trace everything back, when you deal with what you're dealing with in society today, you're going to find out that it's the breakdown of the family structure. And so we've yes. said this over numerous times. 
somehow we have to figure out a way. And, you know, like, like Aaron said, we don't want government in our homes. We don't want government in our business and things like that. But, you know, there's a role for government to play. And, and that role is to make sure that uh, all of these kids, if we can't do anything uh, uh, for them uh, outside of just making sure that they have a, a warm meal, that they can, at three and four years old, that they're being taught. Because these kids learn everything. They learn most of what they're going to deal with when they're three, four, five, and six years old. Prentice, one, one, more, one more thing. We're running up against the clock. But I want to ask you this. My kids, Mike's kids, probably your kids, had all the advantages they wanted. They could go play soccer. We could get them to and from football, swimming, whatever they wanted to do. There is a large population in our city that they cannot do that with their children. They don't have the money. They don't have the transportation. They don't have the access. Can we do a better job of connecting those poor children with these programs? And should we? Should that be something we should look at, too? I think so, Aaron. I really do. And in and, and some way, some smart person, smarter than you and I, going to have to figure out how we can in, involve these families. But, you know, a lot of times uh, these people tend to, uh, these, these young women, they, they, they tend to not take advantage of the things that, there are a lot of programs out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people in Shreveport that are doing mentoring, myself, a lot of folks that I know uh, go to different schools and try to help with these young people. But it's going to have to be like a, a Marshall plan. I mean, it really is. We, we're going to have to just decide, look, uh, we, we've got to do something. We've got to. And it is not always about money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not always about money. It's about time. It's about energy, about uh, compassion. It's, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of things. Gotcha. Prentice Smith, thanks for your time today, sir. Oh, thank you for having me. Mm. I'll talk to you soon, Prentice. Thank you. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarthy. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Following up on Prentice and our discussion earlier, and, and, and Aaron, it really does, it goes back to parents. And I understand there are situations where it's difficult. But, you know, you made the point. There are programs uh, like Cabosa. I think mm-hmm. they have they have a program where they can waive fees. Absolutely. Little League, they, they almost all do. They almost all have scholarship programs where if you're in need and you need help, they have people that will step up and help. And we they, got we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. It said, you know, if a child wants to play sports, the coaches will usually make sure that those children are picked up for practices and games mm-hmm. and can get them to and from. Oh, that's good. That's really good. And, and, and if they need help with equipment, I know there are people that will help with that, too. I'll personally help with that. If you need somebody, if you got a kid that wants to play soccer or one of the sports and needs cleats or shoulder pads or a lacrosse stick or whatever it is, mm-hmm. reach out to people in the community. Reach out to the community foundation. Obviously, seriously, reach out to me. If I don't have it or can find it, I'll find it. I'll find someone that will pay for it if I don't have it. But it, it it's available. We just have to connect the people that need it to the people who want to help. And there's... Hundreds of us that want to help. People that want to help, but again, it goes back to parents have to care. You 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 made a great point about you know there are there are parents that that shouldn't have kids, Mm -hmm. quite frankly. Yeah, 
That's that's true. There's nothing you can do about that. And you can't reach them. I mean, they don't want people in your in their homes. They right. they don't want the government coming in and seeing what kind of horrible parent they are. They don't want that revealed. It, it's one of those things. You, you, you know, they want to keep it hidden and they want to just keep going. Well, in ten years, they're going to be the ones struggling with those children, with those teenage boys when and girls boys, who are right, now 14, reaching out and committing crimes. Old, yes. That that's where we have to try to catch them early, get them more involved. And if it is reading programs they need, there's so many of those programs available. The libraries do a great series of things all year with the children that that, that need help. And so many others do, too. And I can't even begin to list them all because there's so many. You just got to connect the people that need it to the things that help. The people with resources find all that. Easy breezy. Right. The people who are struggling to live life and make ends meet, they don't go search that out typically. And that's part of our problem. Aaron's got news coming up next. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM, 710. Back to the big stories of the day with Micah McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Five brothers, is that right? Five brothers. Well, actually six, but one died at four days old. He had the umbilical okay. cord was around them. So, yeah, I grew up with five brothers. There's eight I, people in my family. I had a brother that died as an Did infant. You? Yeah. Yep, SIDS. Man. I don't know if you're familiar yes, with absolutely. SIDS. Sudden infant death mm-hmm. syndrome. Mine uh, was, um, like I said, the umbilical cord. Today, my brother would have survived. They would have been able to reach him in time with all the de- uh, developments now, but... He lived for four days and then was, uh, you know, we had the priest come in and do the last rites and all that. We, I wasn't born yet, but that's why there's a gap between my brothers. The old, the one above me is five years older than me. All the rest of them are like two years apart. So and then you there's had, a gap. Your, your parents had five boys in the house at one time. Yes. Yes. And it was wow. when we, the, the house we lived in in Sherwood Forest, when we moved to what I considered the big house, you know, which was a four bedroom house before we were in a three bedroom and we were piled on top of each other. We moved to the four bedroom house. It had a long hallway that had a bedroom here, bedroom here, bedroom in the end and bed, master bedroom. And we walked down that. My mother used to say she walked down the, the hall of death. Because coming out of each of the boys' bedrooms would be this loud music. You know, this. there's Pink Floyd coming from this room. There's the Grateful Dead from this room. There's who knows what from the other room. She said they would all be trying to outdo each other with who who was loud until she walks through. And she's like, just she just had to glare at him. Like, y'all better See, all I, turn this with, down. With my, it was just me and my sister. And I had Sean Cassidy blaring through the wall in my bed. Oh. My brothers never, I can testify Donnie today. Osmond. Never had Sean Cassidy or Donnie Osmond. That would have been me. <laughs> well, yeah. But they were Marshall Tucker Band. I mean, that's, oh, that's where go. they were. Blue Oyster Cult. I remember all that but stuff. But it was fascinating what your mother, you were talking about the weekly grocery shopping. We would go. One of us got to go with her on Saturday morning, and the other five stayed home. And my mom would shop all the ads. She'd write down her list, and she's going to go to A&P for these items and Winn-Dixie for these items and Kroger for these. And there would be four grocery stops she would make. And the one with her would push the other buggy because there was always two buggies in each store that she'd fill up. 
and she would get my favorite story is mama mom would buy two gallons of milk every week she'd come home and she'd take two empty gallon jugs and she'd put powdered milk she would split the two gallons of milk and make four out of it by spreading it out with the powdered milk so it wasn't really whole milk in each one. Mm-hmm. It was half powdered milk and half regular. So my brothers drank four gallons of milk a week. I didn't drink milk. I was not a milk drinker. See, I, boys, I, I they was and it am. Yeah. And they would eat cereal. And I would eat cereal with milk, but not too often. Mom always made, my, my dad would cook biscuits. We always had a decent breakfast, but four gallons of milk that was every week. And then anything that was a treat like Snickers bars, she locked in a freezer and she would hide the key. Like literally lock it. Literally was a locked freezer. And if the the kid that found the key was Willy Wonka, the golden (laughs) ticket. I got the golden (laughs) ticket. And yeah, that was a weekly deal. But the kids that were home, she would pull up under the carport, toot the horn, and the troops would come out and unload the car. That would be like $2,000 a week today, though, Erin. Two buggies at at several stores? Four stores. That's eight buggies of food every week. Eight buggies of food. Boys eat a lot. They eat a lot. She would have to buy. Listen to this. I'm no. I'm keeping you. She would. She would. Where am I going? <laughs> you got a point. Twenty of every fruit. If she bought peaches, she bought twenty. If she bought plums, she brought. She bought twenty. It's got to last the whole week, and it's got to last through six children. My brothers would eat three plums in one. You know, one Just serving. Sit down and, yeah. The, bananas. 20 bananas a week. It would, the, the baskets would be crazy filled with stuff. You would be like, holy, but, and didn't buy chips or stuff like that. Every now and then we'd buy ice cream, sometimes treat like uh, sweets, but the sweets were mainly for her. That was why the key. But anyway, it was, you know, she would, she made meals and she, and, and we had folks that helped, helped cook with us too. We had my, um, my second mom, I would tell you who would stay with us when we were little, and she would help cook meals too. And it was just, uh, God, the shopping. Those shopping sprees were like, and usually it was me going with her because the boys didn't want to go. And so we, they would just unload. And it was a four-hour ordeal. God, I remember that like Grocery it was yesterday. Oh, unbelievable. I can't imagine shopping for eight people today. And look and look at it now. And look oh, at it now. God. You don't even go. You, you, you have it delivered. Or you, or you you order I, online. I pick it up. Yep. And that may be because I was traumatized by all those grocery trips. One oh one seven FM seven ten keel. Mike and McCarty on one oh one seven FM and seven ten keel. We were talking about the one of the one of the national coffee chains that I won't even say their name, uh, is doing a a, a pork flavored coffee which just I, I believe me you can wrap anything in bacon and I'm pretty much good with it mm-hmm. but um, we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that said Mike speaking of port flavored coffee my Tar Heel granddaddy made red eye gravy red eye gravy he'd fry sausage in a skillet remove the sausage pour black coffee in the port fat it was good oh no, <laughs> that should be a crime. I don't know. That sounds pretty good. I think we needed Chief Smith on the phone. Oh, Chief Smith would be all for that. He'd be all, I mean, the frog leg eating crazy man that he is. 
We'd be, we didn't even put frog legs on our list of stuff we eat in Louisiana. You oh, know, that's true. They are not eating frog legs in Chicago. <laughs> I don't think. I may be wrong. May be wrong. But I don't think they're eating too many frogs. If they are, they're calling it something else. Like reptile on toast or something crazy. I, I just, ugh, red-eye gravy. Yuck. Elvis fan said, Aaron, I'm with you. Would be happy to get kids sports equipment, mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. Talking about underprivileged children mm-hmm. whose parents won't help. And, you know, I know I have a friend who, who her kid, when he was probably in middle school, he started his own charity where he was collecting used sporting equipment like lacrosse sticks and tennis rackets and soccer balls. Mm-hmm. And they were literally donating it to programs that mm-hmm. helped kids. And I'm sure that program is still up and going. That It was something that her child just did on his own. And he went to the uh, Catholic schools. And so he had lots of friends who there, had abundance of equipment. There is a, a retail franchise that specializes in used sporting equipment. Mm-hmm. There was a store here locally for a little while. You bet. Play it again or something mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. And a great idea. Yes. And you can buy some of the used stuff still at Goodwill and places like that. But we could do a better job of connecting the people that need the help with the programs. I think we got to, we, we might have, we might be on to something. <laughs> Might be on to something. Well, making a difference. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. To the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710Keel. Boy, Martindale was ready to go. Senior moment over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Packed up his Aaron, stuff. I unplugged my headphones. I walked out of the room. I had to go out and get him out of his truck. <laughs> Come back. It's not breakfast time yet. He walked in here and I noticed he was holding his headphones and his mic cover. I'm like, wait a minute, that's, the show's not over. <laughs> you didn't tell me that, though. <laughs> Good gosh. Oh, man, you had you had a moment. That's we all funny. have them. That's funny. I just thought that last one, I thought that was it. We had a good one. We had a, yeah, we had a good good morning today. That was real. If you missed our interview this morning with Ronnie Walker, the mayor of Ruston, the progress on Bucky's, he's pretty certain it's going to start moving in high gear so if you missed that the best way to listen if you missed the interviews in the morning is on our podcast yes. which drops shortly after the show is over not long now they've mm-hmm. got it they've got it worked out where it, it's pretty quick it's up on the website yep you can get it and just click on mike and mccarty on demand you can get it on the keel app and then you can listen to us anytime you want wherever you are and we're sexier on the app? I, I am much thinner on the app. Oh, me too. Yes. Me too. Yeah, and, and Ruben too is way sexier on the app. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gosh, and Mike funny. stays in the room for the program? <laughs> for the whole show? So I, anyway. I turned off our monitors. I mean, I was Yeah, done. you peaced out, didn't you? <laughs> Good gosh, that's hilarious. Did you already order from Cracker Barrel or something? You're I know, running down I was there to on get the it? way. I was on the way. I was going to get breakfast. You were talking about bacon and you got hungry, didn't Getting you? Getting some mountain oysters and some chitlins. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> but you're not eating gizzards and you're not eating beef tongue. I can't do gizzards. I, I don't know. Or liver. I, no. To me, no. eating an organ, for some reason, I just can't. I, I just can't put wrap my mind around it. But you'll eat them chicken, but I mean them crawfish butts all day. <laughs> it's not a butt. You're not eating the butt. You're eating. Sure looks them. like a butt to me. 
<laughs> what do you call this backside of mine? It's my tail, right? I'm not eating your tail. Well, you're eating a crawfish tail, aren't you? It's different. <laughs> it's different. Oh, crawfish have, butts, no tongue. We have gone off the rails. I know. I know. <laughs> we really have gone off. At least we're not talking about crawfish sex today. Yeah. We could be doing that. Yeah, no, no barnyard sex ed today. <laughs> Thanks I'm for just, staying for the whole show. I appreciate. Oh that. well, yeah. I, di- I didn't apparently. <laughs> thanks, thanks for. I I got into my office and I heard you yelling. I was like, wait, what the hell? I what? never yell. I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> That's You're what my dad always said. You're a reed. I thought it was part of the plan. That's why I let you go. And then I got on the talk back and asked Aaron, where the hell is he going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, has he got an appointment or something? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That is. That's a senior moment. Yeah, that is a senior moment. So, anyway, show will be up on the uh, the website here in just a couple of minutes. And then you can listen on the app and find out what you missed I'm today. Go get some boudin and some cracklings. By the way, I love both of those. Uh, Cracklins, yeah, Boudin, no, no, not come on, yeah. no, no, really, Mm-mm. no, it's too, it's the texture, it's all about the texture. It's yeah, too now mushy. see, I can see that. I, I think that's my thing with English peas. Oh. I think a lot of that's texture. Yeah, that could be it too. Of course, the, the flavor is hideous as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about lima thing. beans. Sorry, lima bean lovers, not not happening. See, I don't English peas. I can't do it. Yeah, to this day, I can't do it. <laughs> you can leave now. On that note, can yeah. I go now? Yeah, you can go Thank now. Thank you. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel.